Welcome to the Sin of Our Fathers podcast. I'm your host, Mark Kuhn, joined as always by my oldest brother, Michael Kuhn. We've got a little more energy leading off this podcast this yes, week. Yes, sir. <laughs> and my middle brother, Matthew Kuhn. Coming off a win. Long weekend to enjoy it. Oh, it feels good. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Browns won 35 to 30. We know that you guys are starved to hear what our grandfather thinks about this Brown season, and he's probably in a pretty jovial mood. Jovial? Jovial? Jovial, we'll say. Um, So we're going to give – we had a chance to get a conversation with him, and so we will flip to that real fast so you guys can get your grandpa fix in. Was that that the – what's that left tackle of Wills, is it? Yeah, Jedrick Wills. Yeah. Well, he – I watched. I was watching him. He, a couple of times, he 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 did something. That, well, the one time he one time he, he, he ran he, he ran ran over to his right, and that's when that's when they, that's when there was a, 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 a sack over there. But for the most part, they were they were doing pretty good. He had a little bit that he desired there. I mean. Uh, I mean, uh, Beck, Beckman was uh, Beckman was held a lot of times. Uh, one time he was, he was on the, down about the ten yard line, and he, they made about ten steps, and the guy was hanging on him like a, like a tent, and they didn't they never never blew a whistle on him. I know that that was so confounding to me. I mean, the ref was right there, and you could see clear <laughs> as day that that his jersey was being stretched about three yards behind him. Yeah, and. The guy, yeah, had his shirt. They must take ten steps, and he had his shirt like a like a tent taking it off. Of and uh, I mean, that's it's you know, you know, that's what they should have a booth replay and say, hey, you know, bad, bad no call. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because I th- I think that would have been a touchdown. I mean, oh, uh, yeah. A, yeah. A, that ball might have been a touch overthrown. It might have been a stretch, but I think it was a ball that he probably could have got. Could have yeah, caught up to yeah, it. yeah, it was uh, it, it was it was a bad one, and uh, then they had they had there was there was one obviously obvious face mask on uh, on Mayfield, but then they didn't call that either. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, I think uh, you know. Let's see, it was uh, Chubb obviously between Chubb had a, a great day. Yeah, and, how uh, how fun is it to be able to just run the ball down people's throats? <laughs> The, the guy, I mean, you know, uh, they what they did uh, in the second game was what they didn't do in the first game. They they didn't run the ball much, and uh, you know when when you got when you got some running backs like we got, I mean, this is the strong part of the game. You know, run them, wear them down, wear them down, and uh, well, I I think that you know this uh, Burrow. That Burrow, I think he's one hell of a quarterback. I mean, for, to come in and did what he did, being a rookie, and he really showed some poise. I was very impressed with him. Uh, no, I, I, I agree with you. And it's kind of disheartening to me that he's going to be there for the next 10 to 15 years. <laughs> yeah, that is a little disheartening. <laughs> but I, the, the guy is very good. I and uh, the trouble is you have to face him twice a season. <laughs> we'll see what happens next time. Well, uh, I think by the time we play him again, this guy's going to be a whole lot better. 
I feel I feel bad for him because their offensive line is not very good, and he no. is he is running for his life a lot yeah. of the times, which yeah. which is not a not a good way to to start a career as a as a rookie. Yeah, but uh, that's you know, but uh, it's, uh, let's see, uh, all together, I I think that uh, that uh, they they put everything together. I just hope that they can. They can keep their their running backs in healthy and uh, and uh, playing and uh, you know just Denzel Ward had he, he was I think the guy had a he had a he had a, a pretty good game he was uh, and that Hunt this guy he owned the fourth quarter he was so damn good I mean he he owned that fourth quarter when they were playing I was really impressed with with, with how he was playing you know. They, they, they were on the, he and uh, 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 what's his face were uh, Mayfield were on the same page there. Yeah. It's great to be able to bring him in um, after Chubb gets gets most of the work in the the first couple quarters, and then bring in a fresh body, fresh legs to kind of add yeah. add to the whooping. Um, they, they they've never given him much of a much of a chance to, to show how good he was. Well, he was suspended for the first like eight games last season, and then and then I think he was hurt. He had like a hernia surgery, and so I don't know. I don't know that we've ever seen seen him really healthy. Uh, what were you What were you thinking after after the the butt kicking we took from the the Baltimore Ravens after week one? I, I says, "Oh God, not again." If it was any if it was any other team, I would I could I could. Uh, Probably I wouldn't have liked it any better, but I just didn't want to have have these guys do it to us, and that really really hurt. And uh, uh, I just, uh, uh, I, you know how I hate them anyway to start with. And, uh, but oh, I know. Well, what do you think? So I mean, obviously that win on on Thursday was great. You get back to one and one. Uh, you know, there's uh, an extra team makes the playoffs now. So we it's, there's seven teams from the AFC will make the playoffs. Do you think the Browns can make the playoffs? Uh, I I don't think so. But I, I I if they have if they have an eight and eight season, I think I'd be happy. I, I I don't think I look for anything more. What about you? I don't know. I I I just. This team feels like it has more more functional depth to me than it's had in a long time. I mean, even even this game against the Bengals, we uh, Jack Conklin, the right tackle, went down, and Chris Hubbard played, and you didn't really notice a difference, you know. Um, yeah. And that hasn't been the case for the Browns for a long time, and that's kind of been one of our Achilles heels is that we we didn't have the depth, so if we suffered any injuries, we we couldn't quite overcome. Um, It'll be interesting. Well, this this team is so talented. We've we've got more talent on this team than we've ever had, and it's yes. tough with a new coaching staff to come in, and especially in an off season that's so weird. Um, but they've got enough talent to do it. So so we'll see when we when we kind of get a groove going. Of course, every every team is in the same same predicament as far as the. Uh, lack of playing time and everything else, but you know, yeah, since he made that goal line stand, you know, yep. that was that was disheartening. I mean, <laughs> you know, the punt 
punch it in there four times and, and not get anything. I mean, that's that that really uh, raised the red flag a little bit. But then, know? but then we got the ball back and we punched it right in, and, yes, and we yes, made but, we made some adjustments. I mean, that that first play after we recovered the fumble, we tried to throw it to the tight end um, yeah, but, and, but on so, the sideline, and then those those uh, on, on those situations. Uh, it seems like play action passes work out to tight end in the corner work out great. And why why they punched it in four times and didn't get anything on that first series? I don't know why they didn't go to that. Yeah, really it's don't. almost like what we did. Um, the touchdown we scored against the Ravens was similar to that play action pass to Najoku there in the corner. Yeah. It's it seems like there's always there's always a receiver or an end over there, and it's always. Always by himself in the corner, someplace. So, play like that. what I thought was really interesting, though, on that when uh, we did end up scoring down there on the goal line shortly after that, um, what we did was we we moved the fullback over to the other side and ran away from the fullback. So basically, drew the defense over to where the fullback was going and let Nick Chubb kind of have some some open space and. I mean, he's so big and so strong and so powerful. You can't bring him down if he if he has even an inch of open space. He's going to be able to to, to yeah, get through he's, there. He's, he's an awfully powerful runner. God, the guy is uh, really something. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, well, like I I don't know if he's the he's the best one they've ever had, but he's he's, he's going to be right up there. Yeah. You know. Certainly, certainly the the best running back we've had in a, in a while. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough to be the best in this franchise history because um, they've got probably the best that ever did it, Jim Brown. But um, Nick Chubb is certainly the best since since the reincarnated Browns. Yeah, well, that's that, you know, no doubt about that. He, he's the best they've had since they, since they reorganized. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, I, I, I think that there's going to be a good season, and I really wouldn't want to be too optimistic and, and, and get him into the playoffs. I, I, I would like to see it happen, but you know, don't expect too much and you won't be disappointed. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like you're speaking from experience there. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, I... I been, I used to go to had uh, season tickets all the games, and we, when that when that goddamn Illinois was 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 uh, playing for Broncos over there, they just cleaned our clock all the time, you know. And they, no matter what, they never forget about the drive, you know. Christ, there's, there's people watching this game don't even know what the hell the drive was anymore. It's a damn long ago, but they these. These uh, talent, these writers out keep throwing it up to the Browns on the drive. You know, yep. you know, Elway marched all the way down the down the field and beat them in the last minute or so. You know, you get sick of hearing this stuff, right? And any time the Broncos get their clock clean, I'm Broncos and Ravens. Those are the two I really like to see get their asses kicked good. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well. The- <laughs> I don't. I don't know that the Broncos are going to be very good. They've they've got a bunch of injuries. They just yeah, lost they a couple other players yeah. again too. Yeah, um, they weren't. They weren't. They, I, I I watched that game and I said they were. They didn't look too good. Uh, but anyway. So. Well, what else are you doing down there in the villages? I know. Um, I know you were playing poker yesterday when we talked. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we had a monthly 
monthly floating poker game here with the guys, you know. So mm-hmm. it was my it was my turn. I, I spent all day getting getting grub and beer and booze and everything else <laughs> together. <laughs> Did you win? Did you take some money uh, from them? Well, no, I didn't. I, we, we start out, you, you, you can only play $10. If you lose $10, that's all you can lose. Yep. And you, you can you can be in every every hand. You don't have to ante in any money. But if you do have the good hand, you can still win. So that's the way it goes. So you can only lose 10 bucks. But I started out, and I, I ended up exactly even. Started out with 5 bucks. And, <laughs> that was my <laughs> and your dad called. He's he's coming. He's he's coming. Uh, he's coming over this weekend. Oh, is he going to be down there? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Are you going to get to watch the Browns game together? Uh, yes. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I didn't realize he was going to be down there. Well, it's my birthday on Monday. That's There's right. Something. Happy huh? birthday! What are what are you? You're going to be like sixty five. Fifty-nine. Fifty-nine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so he's, he's flying into Orlando, and then he's going to stop. He's going to stop and see Margie, and then he's going to come here. He's going to come here Saturday about noon. He said. Oh well, that'll and, be great. And then, and then we're going to watch the Cincinnati game, Cincinnati and Army, and uh, then Sunday we're going to we'll watch the Brownies, and then we're going out. We're all going out to dinner then. Oh, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. You're making me jealous. I wish I was wish I was gonna be there too. Okay, man. Go Browns. Go Browns. It's good talking to you, Grandpa. Love you. Okay, good talking to you. What'd you guys think of the game? Well, it was great. I I don't know if I can remember the last time I felt this good about our coaching staff coming out of a game. Like I just felt so good about Stefanski and how he called this game. And the fact that like we, we knew that we were a more talented team and that this was a game we needed to win and we should win and we expected to win. But I don't think I would have ever guessed that we would have won in this sort of fashion where it was clear that we like controlled the game from the beginning to the end, particularly when we had the ball in our hands. I also feel so good about our depth. I don't feel like we've ever had a Browns team that had this much functional depth. I mean, we talk about coming in without our right tackle and Chris Hubbard steps in and you you really don't notice a drop-off in play. Um, We were down to our fourth defensive end in this game with Porter Gustin playing a majority of of the game, really the whole second half. Um, And he played great. Like getting getting pressure, making plays, doing things. Our secondary is depleted. They played pretty well. I mean, Tavier Thomas is still less than ideal, but they're they're piecing it together and making it work, which is not something that we could have done in previous years. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean that the thirty five to thirty final score is largely not indicative of what the game felt like super deceiving yeah um i mean the Bengals went down and scored right at the very end and i felt like we had total control of this game throughout well and they converted five fourth downs like the Bengals were stretching and reaching just to try to keep up and needed all of those breaks to fall their way needed all of those conversions if if two of those conversions didn't go their way this game would have been a blowout yeah, like no, like a 30-point blowout. There's no doubt. I mean, they were dinking and dunking. And 
give Joe Burrow credit. There was a handful of plays that were just like I, my jaw was on the floor at some of the throws that he made. Like, and he was getting hit left and right, and he still stood in there. Like, made made some really good plays, kept them in it. Um, I mean, it doesn't hurt when you got Tavier Thomas guarding the slot like a, a across from you. But um, I mean, our defense leaves a little bit to be desired on the back end. I love the way our defensive line is playing. Um, and hopefully we're getting a few of these guys back and we're, I, th- I feel like there's a lot of room for improvement on that side of the ball. And if we start to make some plays and get some stops there and compare that with the offense that we saw in this game, I think we're going to be in fantastic shape to, to, to be in just about any game we play the rest of the year. I mean, we didn't punt in this game, correct? We did one time. One time in the second half? We punted the one time, if you remember the play, there was the Baker Mayfield um, intentional grounding, and then we didn't quite get back to the line of scrimmage. That's Unlike right. the long third That's down, right. Jarvis was a Jarvis, yard or two yards two short. short, and we punted. That was the only time we punted. But So we had one punt, we had the one turnover. Other than that, the offense scored a touchdown. Yep. Which is... Well, some we kind had, of efficiency. We had the turnover on downs, and we had the interception. That's true. Yeah. So, but I mean, largely our um, offense looked fantastic throughout. Every single facet of our offense looked great. Baker looked great. Our receivers looked great. Obviously, Nick and Kareem looked fantastic. But our defensive front looked really good too. And once those players come back in the secondary, I think our defense can start to pick up some steam once we get a little bit healthy. Uh, healthier and we're gonna have a full team a full roster and if our defense can play even 75 percent as good as our offense did this last week we're gonna be set but let's talk about that let's talk about kareem hunt and nick chubb i mean that was just fun to watch that was an absolute blast they both had two touchdowns uh nick chubb had um had two on the ground kareem hunt had one in the air and then one on the ground um but the Bengals just could not tackle them Chubb had 124 yards. Kareem Hunt had 86 on the ground. It's pretty pretty fortunate, which is putting it lightly, to like have a, a, a running back the caliber of Nick Chubb that you can just trot out there for a majority of the first three quarters and then kind of just pass the reins off to another arguably like top five talent at the running back position to kind of close the game out. And then you still have Nick Chubb to like pepper in there a little bit to to give Kareem Hunt to give Kareem Hunt a blow in Ima- the fourth quarter. Imagine how absolutely just like soul crushing that is to the defense, like especially that last drive that the Browns had, back to back runs. Nick Chubb first run twenty something yards. He he strolls off the field. Next play handoff Kareem Hunt twenty plus yards, back to back first downs almost all the way down the field two plays you can't stop it we were facing loaded boxes a lot of the times we had we had eight man boxes that we were running into and they still couldn't stop it our i think our offensive line deserves a lot of credit mm-hmm. um our offensive line is playing really really well uh wills looks 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 good as as good as you could hope for as a as a rookie left tackle yeah um, only, i mean it was 25 or so that's not the exact number I like pass blocking reps and he allowed one pressure the exactly. entire day i mean that's phenomenal exactly. and he's even better in the run game um wyatt teller has improved dramatically 
I mean, why why Teller was coming in as the the weakest link on the offensive line, and he has he has not been that thus far. I mean, and if he like can keep playing like that, mark. we're gonna be rolling. And he was that was the one question mark on our offensive line, and he is the highest graded right guard in the entire NFL according to PFF. <laughs> it's not bad. And that goes back to my point about coaching. Like, thank you, well, Bill Callahan. Freaking Bill Callahan. I mean, unreal. Unreal. Like, our offensive line is playing very, very well. We've given up two sacks on the day. Baker didn't get hit, like, under pressure all day. No. Um, he, di- he did take a hit after throwing that interception. <laughs> that got a, got a flag. But... But they were cheating. It was illegal. The fact that Baker has clean pockets. I mean, he had clean pockets against the Ravens, and he was bailing. If if Baker can have clean pockets, can stay on his feet, and we can run the ball like this, that is a recipe to win, and we have no excuse not to be able to, to move the ball and put up points if that's what those front five guys are doing. Yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it speaks to also the depth that you're talking about. Uh, it felt great. Had Hubbard step in and replace Conklin, and it – didn't miss a step. Didn't miss a step. It was great. Um, OBJ finally had a game. Um, he had that long touchdown. That was um, exciting. And it felt like Baker and the receivers were just in rhythm throughout the entire game. And I wonder, why do you guys think we saw such a drastically different Baker this game? So I think it's I think it's game script a little bit. I think he he didn't feel like he had to like reach for it. Um, he was just ripping it though, and I don't know if it's just confidence against the personnel or if it's being able to watch like a week of film on on what he did and didn't do last week. I think he probably saw to learn from that. I think he learned a little bit about last week. He saw like how he was escaping the pocket. I felt like I saw him when I rewatched this game a time or two, like have that like natural reaction to want to escape and he like caught himself yeah. and like reset and delivered the ball um in there, a couple of occasions there was, was two game. strikes to to Kadero hodge on the outside that were just absolute rockets lasers just perfectly right in there um he was throwing lasers all day i that, that throw to obj over the top and he had another one that obj got held that ended up incomplete didn't get yep. called i will say he was rolling out a uh, Design play wise, he was doing bootlegs outside often and a ton of times. Uh, play action, and he was getting outside. He f- clearly feels really comfortable doing that. Some of his throws on the run, that one OBJ touchdown, he was running to the left and threw it, what was it, like 35, 40 yards down the field on the money right to OBJ. It clearly is where he feels most comfortable. And so Stefanski is saying, all right. Go ahead well, with uh, with our in those designed in rollouts. those designed yeah. rollouts, but with our running game, it sets it up so well. We're running right in between the tackles constantly, and so there's not there's not outside pressure out there. It's just wide open. Well, and it simplifies the reads for Baker. So like we saw Baker struggling a little bit in the pocket, and he'd feel a little bit of pressure, and he'd want to get out, and like he he wasn't seeing guys break open and getting through his progressions. But what we saw Stefanski do, the first two plays of this game, which everyone thinks the Browns are going to run, and then he designs like bootleg passes for the first two, for the first two plays of this entire game, and it just it's simple reads. It eliminates half of the field. 
all that he has to do is just decide how deep he wants to go. And on the second play of the game, we were just rewatching it, and I pointed out, like, he had three guys open. Like, he rolls to that side of the field. I mean, it's a second and one, and it's a bootleg action, and he's got three guys going. But he took the harder option. Like, he threw it to the furthest guy, which was Kadero Hodge, when he had Odell, you know, 15, 20 yards down the field, like, almost. And I feel like you saw, I feel like you saw in this game just a more confident Baker. And it's probably the position he's getting put in. But he's he's seeing it and ripping it instead of I think in the Ravens of, game he's double clutching he's jumping around he's happy feet. But I think part of that is that Stefanski gave him those easy reads and those quick oh, wins. For sure. It's like the basketball player hitting a couple free throws and then like they finally are in the rhythm and like you you're feeling better about them hitting the sh- the deep shots from yeah. like from then on. And I mean even in even in his interception at the end of the game like we saw um, that's a. Uh, a, a broken play Baker trying to create throwing late over the middle, not, not seeing it. It's not within that structure. Like the, the thing that's going to make Baker great with Stefanski is being able to absolutely have the skill set to lethally take advantage of the opportunities that the offense presents. He's, he's not going to be asked to go make a play in the way that, I don't know, Brett Favre used to or John Elway used to or any any of those guys who are kind of known for wheeling and dealing. Baker has that skill set to be able to be lethal in the windows that the offense opens up. Yeah. What do we take away from this game as something that we need to improve other than the secondary? I mean, the secondary has been injured and we're starting less than optimal players there. Um, I mean, honestly, like – I think the biggest thing we can do is maintain the like continuity and like keep gelling on the offensive line. If we can keep blocking like we did up front in this game, like we're going to be successful in any game offensively. Like that's the biggest thing to me, but as far as like improving, I actually I actually have it. Our kickoff coverage <laughs> is freaking awful. Like like we either we either need to boot it through the back of the end zone or we got to figure it out because we gave up way too many the, the Bengals' field position in this game was so optimal in their favor. And the fact that we dominated this game in spite of it, yep. against a better team, that's going to come back to hurt you. I think they had two returns that got them out to or past the 40. Cody Park had kicked it out of bounds one time, which brought him out to the 40. Like, we can't be giving up free yards like that and put our defense in a bad spot. So... For me, coming out of this game, we got to improve our, our kickoff coverage on special teams. Our special teams has largely been less atrocious than ideal. Yeah. throughout this entire season, which I'm glad to be sitting here uh, after week two and say that that's the worst part of our team. And, like, obviously I'm looking through rose-colored glasses after this game, but, um, yeah, it's got to yep. be fixed. I, and I, I, have we made a good special teams play yet? We made a couple extra points in we, this game. We, we made, made five. all of our extra points in this <laughs> game, Matthew. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. And um, so we we're good on. Two we haven't aspects whiffed of on any of the kickoffs. We've made contact with the ball on each kickoff. <laughs> um, but that's about it. And that's fine. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think our defense, largely besides just our secondary, we're just so depleted at linebacker and secondary. Yeah. Like, and I think that's going to continue. We to don't have the athletes at linebacker right now to do what we're trying to do without think, Mac Wilson, without Jacob Phillips. I think our safeties are going to continue to be a problem throughout the year, even if we get all of our cornerbacks back. 
our safeties and our linebackers are going to be here's the problem here's the thing here's the thing i think ronnie harrison will get up to speed though and i think that will provide some more stability i don't know is ronnie harrison that good the jags clearly look like they're trying to win they didn't want ronnie harrison they're looking great this year so well, I, I think that's a, there's a difference between the front office and the decisions that they're making, like on like player personnel and the coaching staff, of course, and like what they're, you know, how what they are doing on the field. Like I, I don't think you could say that necessarily. According to the Robert Mays from the Athletic Football Show, the um, Jags are doing a terrible job tanking because they hired Jay Gruden as their offensive coordinator, and <laughs> he's he's very good at being an offensive coordinator and very competent in that role. And they sh- he said they should have hired Jason Garrett <laughs> <laughs> if they wanted to effectively tank. Which, fair. Which is a fair take. Um, I think Ronnie Harrison, once he's up to speed, I hope that's this week with that kind of the mini-buy. Yep. Um, it'll be third week in the system. Um, it's obviously a less than ideal time to, to enter into a new team like it, four days before the season starts. It would be trial by fire if he started to play against Dallas week four yeah you'd certainly love to get his feet wet a good bit this week and i think it's a pretty safe week to do that if you if you want to get him up to speed and then throw him in there um i'd be happy to and then i actually think our corners are going to be good i was excited about kevin johnson um kevin johnson's been a good pro his entire career when he's been healthy yeah i mean if, so uh, if, if all, he can stay on the top, field for a while our top four corners stay healthy you feel pretty good about all four of those guys absolutely Absolutely. And Terrence Mitchell's played really, really well. Phenomenally. I mean, he's been a good player for us for the last couple years. Um, better at times than others. But in this system, these last two weeks, he's looked very comfortable and played very, very well. I yep. have no problems continuing to play Terrence Mitchell, even when Greedy's back, if, if the coaching staff decides. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's always way more to talk about when we lose. Maybe that's why we've been able to keep doing this podcast for so long. It's a lot of a lot of content, a lot of things to be frustrated. Are about. you are you surprised that our tight ends haven't been getting as much work? As many receptions? Yeah, as many targets, as many receptions, any volume. Like Austin Hooper has three receptions on the year now. Had a cup handful of tar- got two receptions this game, handful of targets. So they are blocking their asses off. Yep. Yes, they um, are. Harrison Bryant's done a great job. Austin Hooper's doing a great job. Um, so I can't complain at all. I think this is pretty consistent with what happened in Minnesota last year. They, I mean, they got targets, but not a, a boatload. Well, it's just an interesting um, – it's interesting to go pay $12 million a year or whatever we're paying Austin Hooper, $10 million, $12 million, I don't remember. Um for a guy that you're not going to highlight in your offense. I mean, you'd probably say the same thing about OBJ. He didn't get that many targets in this game either. He made the most of them. Like, yeah. you know, they were impact. They I think were he like had six, six or seven targets. Six targets, on four catches. Four catches, yeah. Yep. I mean, like, that's not that many targets either. We shouldn't have to pass the ball very much. And so, you know, across all of our tight ends, what, you know, Harrison Bryant had a couple – and I don't think Carlson got a single target. No. Yeah, Hooper and got Ho- four, and Harrison Bryant got two. So six targets out of Baker's total of like 23 or 24 dropbacks. That's a good number. It's not crazy. We just didn't throw it. We just didn't throw the ball that much. Didn't so, need to. I mean, I, it's not really surprising me that much. 
and I think it's going to be very like game script dependent. Like they're out there, you know, like on some of those boot rollouts, like they're one of the three options. Like yeah. Baker I, could I, have chosen the tight end if he had I, wanted to. I expect us to use the tight end against Dallas. Dallas's linebackers are terrible. First of all, well, Sean Lee and Van Der Esch are hurt. Jalen Smith has been awful. He's this looked year. really he slow. He looks super slow. This is weird. Can't can't keep up. Was the worst graded linebacker after week one in like the entire league. Take advantage of that. Yeah. Up the middle through I the I mean, middle. if you don't need to play those That's cards, good. hold those cards and have your tight ends be blocking week in and week out for your running backs and then use them when you need to. I mean, that's that's the whole shtick of a tight end, right? It's like, oh, I'm going to be blocking you. Oh, got to pass. So I think another really encouraging thing from this game um, was we got to see the coaching staff and how they are treating fourth downs and particularly in that goal line situation. So it was actually the same drive. I think we only attempted two fourth downs on this in this game and they both happened on the same drive we had a fourth and two from what yard line was it like 40 it was around the opposing 40 it was around yeah. the Bengals 40 and ended up converting that that was a really good like pick play Jarvis Landry you know came across the came across and was wide open ended up getting a big gain on that play and then Chubb had a huge run I think literally the next play that looked like a touchdown was called a touchdown and then called back and that was the and then we shit the bed. Yeah. Two runs didn't go anywhere. A pass uh I think it was to OBJ like in the corner is what they attempted, isn't that right? Um, it was to Hooper in the corner I thought it was. Maybe. And then they tried to run Chubb again on fourth down and we got and we got stopped. But it was fourth and one. We were up um at the time by 10 points. I think it was 10 points at the time. Um, uh, it was 13 to 21. That would be eight points, not 10 points. Um, but I don't think any one of us like had an issue with us going for that No, you rather go, than kicking the field goal. No, I mean, you definitely so you're gonna, go for it. And you're you, going to go to 11 points if you make it, and you're, you know, you're giving yourself a chance to put seven on the board. What was great about how it played out is it's the exact reason why you go for it, even if you get stuffed. You, you put them in a, in a tough position. They ended up getting a first down, but it didn't matter. You forced a turnover down there, which is a, a possibility, and now you're immediately in scoring position. Um, or you force a three and out and a punt, and then you're in a, a favorable field position as well. Um, I hope we go for that every single time. There are a few situations um, in an NFL game where kicking that field goal would, would make any sort of sense. And most of them are very late in the game where you just need to go up two scores or something, and it would um, help you tremendously. I was proud of our – I know that the, the Bengals' offensive line is not great. We're stopping the run so far this year. I mean, I think Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson have had more rushing yards on us than, than the, running the, the running backs thus far. It was like 2.8 yards per carry is what we held – Held yep. the Bengals through this time. That'll work. Joe Mixon at 16 carries for 46 yards. And the Bengals were never down by a by a ton in this game. They never should have felt like they needed to abandon the run completely. Other than that, it just wasn't effective. <laughs> yeah. So so I'm encouraged by that. Like if our defense can stop the run and get pressure on the quarterback from from our defensive line, 
that's going to lead to some good things going forward. Yeah, and that defensive line, you made the point about like our depth and how Porter Gustin, Porter Gustin looks real solid. Like I love him coming in in a rotational basis. That guy's got a motor. He's athletic. He can yeah. move. And Adrian Claiborne looks like a monster. Absolute beast. Adrian. I hope he's not hurt for long. He was he was practicing on the sideline today, yeah. just doing like solo drills, not team stuff. But so hopefully he'll be back sooner rather than later. Because that guy's fun to watch in a password situation. I mean, all four of our is all, he are this year he has looked like the most dominant pass rusher. Whenever he's in a pin your ears back situation, Garrett just, like, Garrett just gets double teamed all the time. Miles Garrett's in there all the time, yeah, yeah. and he's getting double teamed, but freeze up he's certainly a better pass rusher than olivier vernon is well i mean wasn't it was it against jonah williams that claiborne on that first Bengals drive just bull rushed him and got straight to joe burrow just mm-hmm. treated him like he wasn't even there it's fun to watch i love that's having some, a guy like that's that some to grown man rotating grown man strong so you were talking about injuries um, so uh, you were saying that Olivier Vernon was practicing on the sideline um, today, and actually so was Jacob Phillips. And um, Do we know any more about Jacob Phillips' injury? I was thinking about this. I haven't seen – I've only seen that it's a knee. I haven't you know seen what? any details or speculation about if what it is. he was practicing on the sideline, I don't know if I care that much. If he's, like, getting back – like, it seems like he's, you know, getting close to being able to – being able to play, which is a really good sign. Well, he never got put on the IR. Right. So this year, if it was like – I would Anything. feel like if you even had an inkling that it was a three-week injury, you just drop him on the IR and call somebody else up. Yep. Yep. There's no reason not to. So he's he's got to be back, if not this week, next week, you would imagine. And then if we've got Mac and Jacob Phillips back, we've got some options at linebacker. I don't know that any of them are dominant, but – at least we've got the pieces to kind of move around and play with. Yeah, Mac was back to full practice um, alongside Greedy and Kevin Johnson as well. I'll be interested. How do you think he, he mixes in with the linebackers? I mean, he was getting a lot of snaps in, in camp. Um, does he take Goodson snaps? Does yes. he only come in on third down? Does he, does he, he take Goodson's like, late down snaps? I think he takes most of Goodson's snaps. I mean, I think if we does put, it become Goodson and Wilson, or do Wilson and Taki Taki play together, or I mean, Smith? I, I mean, we've got all these guys that none of them are terrible, but none of them are lighting the world on fire and clearly have their spot locked down. I'm perfectly fine with him taking most, if not all, of BJ Goodson's snaps. How really, much have you been largely disappointed with BJ Goodson? Yes. I just had no expectations for BJ Goodson, so I'm I mean, not I really disappointed. But I think he's pretty solid in the run game. I think he's like a part of why the run game has been fine. But he's real bad in pass coverage. Like if well, you watch yes. he's like the opposite of Mac Wilson, because <laughs> yes. Mac Wilson he's is like, real bad in the run game. He has like he looks like his feet are just stuck in sand, like when the ball's there and he's like Where's it going to go? And then, like, it's not till the ball is out. And then he's like, okay, now I'll go. Like, it is really bad reaction times. And, like, well, he's what a, definitely a liability. Maybe in, maybe in BJ pack. Goodson plays, like, the first and second quarter and Mac Wilson gets to play the third and fourth when we're, when we're up and teams are throwing against us. I mean, BJ Goodson is a good run defender for sure at linebacker. But there's just not that many downs where you're going to want to put a guy like that in there to – 
well, specifically especially the against the Bengals. Like the Bengals are running out there with yeah. spreading the field out, running five wide receivers out there more than any other team in the league. Yep. And I actually do think that the Redskins will want to run the ball a good bit. They're rotating a bunch of different like running backs through there. None of them are all that great, to be perfectly candid. Well, they don't have a bunch of pass catching options. But I don't think that they trust Dwayne Haskins that much, and their like pass catchers are Terry McLaurin and a cast of nobodies. Dontrell Inman still around. Logan Thomas, former quarterback, Virginia Tech quarterback, is former quarterback in the NFL. I mean, I think he played as a quarterback for the Cardinals. He did for at least a game or two. Um, all right, so let's let's talk about the quarterback situation. We got Greedy and Kevin Johnson both coming back. Um, Terrence Mitchell's looked great. Where do we think all of our cornerbacks are going to slot for this week and then the weeks moving forward? That's a I, great question. I think Terrence Mitchell probably keeps his spot for, for a couple weeks as he, Greedy works back in. He's earned it. He's earned it. Absolutely. And, I mean, I I think we could rotate those four, those four guys – I'd be interested to know if we've got another guy who can play the slot other than Kevin Johnson. I think they like NJ Stewart okay. But he's been slot. healthy, and he hasn't played in there. Has he been healthy, though? He's been getting he... special team snaps. So <laughs> I, I just don't see how yeah. you can be getting special team snaps. You can be healthy enough to play special teams, but not healthy and enough to play like in defense. Not, he's not playing right now. Yeah. Like, if he's not playing right now, he's not playing next week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he is healthy, if that, like, you know, perfectly healthy, and he's, then you're right, he's not. And so then the question becomes, who's playing in the slot? I think Kevin Johnson is probably who we would all assume if they're all healthy. He's, the, go- he's the go-to guy, for sure. Is, is the slot player. If he's not, and say you've got Greedy, Denzel, and Mitchell, I would guess that you're going to get a rotation of uh, Ward and – uh, but you want to put you want to put Ward in the slot like you you see Tavier Thomas is playing our slot and you see how physical like that position has been. Do you think that's a good fit for Denzel? Okay, it's physical because Tavier Thomas can't cover anybody and he stays behind his guy and then makes the tackle. Denzel Ward actually like has hips that can move and he's fast and he can actually he can actually mirror somebody and guard him. But like in in maybe we call call defense differently, but like we've we've blitzed Tavier Thomas at times, like Because that's what he's good at. Like that's I mean, no, no, and I agree, a... but like I'm I'm just wondering if if Greedy or even Terrence Mitchell wouldn't be like a better fit for that role than, than Denzel Ward. I mean, I'm no expert. And why why do you take your best corner off the outside? Unless, of course, it's like matchup based. But I mean, because Terry McLaurin's probably going to play in the slot too. So I, I feel like there's got to be a way. If if Kevin Johnson is hurt, I think Kevin Johnson is a really really good player. But I think there's a way where we've got four corners that we feel good about for three positions. There's got to be a way to rotate those guys in a in a balance to make sure that you've got your best players on the field and don't have to play Tavier Thomas. Oh. I hope yeah. he doesn't have to play another defensive stat the rest of the season. Like, Greedy or Terrence Mitchell have to be better at that spot than Tavier, right? I don't imagine that. Well, yeah, Greedy would yes. be, but yeah, yeah. Um, My thing is, like, I just, why would you take Denzel out of covering wide receiver number one and put him in the slot? Like, when you have, if Kevin Johnson, assuming Kevin Johnson's healthy, like, you keep Denzel outside. 
um, on whoever their number one receiver is, and then you rotate between Terrence Mitchell and I also want Greedy to get some snaps. Um, and you just rotate through them. I was assuming Kevin Johnson's healthy. He's practicing this week. The reason we haven't been able to get off the field right now is because we haven't been able to guard the slot. You put your best corner in the slot, and you lock it down. And, yes, you might be exposing and giving up a little bit on the outside. I just run like, right at Denzel Ward. If Denzel Ward's lined up in oh, the slot, yeah. I'm running right run outside at tackle him. right there. Yeah. So, that's, in my opinion, that's, like, why, why, why I, you I did. understand. I'm afraid of Denzel being in the slot for the exact same reason that Matthew is. I'm worried he's going to get hurt. Yes, really. exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm worried about. Uh, which is what I definitely don't want. I want Denzel Ward as far away from the action as possible. I just want him to knock down a ball Exclusively like one-on-one. Like yeah, one-on-one, he knocks down a ball or two every once in a while because they foolishly threw it his way, and uh, he's just using his athleticism. He's not using his yeah. body. The guy's good. Yes. He's doing what he's doing. He, he looks healthy again. Like he, And maybe it's the scheme. Yeah. Maybe he is like thriving in this Joe Wood scheme. This year, he's looked back to some of those periods in his rookie season where he just like flashed the awareness the ball awareness i think and he's just right on the guy's hip mm. like there was times last year where where he just wasn't i think nearly it, as tight as he had been i in think the, the difference there is um we played more man in this game we played more zone in week one and we played almost entirely zone last year with steve wilkes yeah and so, but his rookie year, he was able to play man. Like that's he, yeah. he plays that's best he when he can play like press man coverage, and that's what we got to see a lot of in this game. Um, and so, I think that's really what it comes down to more than anything else. That makes sense. I'm excited about our depth. We've we've got a hole at safety, obviously. That is not a long term hole. Like I, I feel pretty good about about Harrison and Delpit. Both, you know, both being around, and we'll we'll see. I mean, what what could this defense be if Delpit hadn't gone down with a season-ending injury before it started? Yeah, that stinks. But I also – the, the biggest mystery to me so far with this defense is, like, we have definitely been weak in the secondary, but I don't understand why we haven't leaned on Sheldrick Redwine to some degree. Like, I – I get the impression that they feel more comfortable with Andrew Sandejo and his grasp of the defense, but I would still think, but Sandejo hasn't been that good. Like he's been. Neither has Sheldrick Redwine ever. No, Redwine last half of the season last year for the last like four or five weeks was really solid, really really solid. We didn't win many games the last <laughs> like down the stretch last year either. So I don't. Like we didn't have anybody. We were we were playing like JT Hassel. We were playing like all sorts of nobody safety. No, Redwine was flying around all over the place and making all kinds of plays. Like, I believe you because of how strongly you feel about this. Yeah. But largely, when I think of Sheldrick Redwine, I'm not I'm not stoked to get him into the game. And I think that I think there he's was, very replaceable. Yes. There were, I couldn't agree more. We're going to release him in two year a year whenever his contract runs out, and then we're going to get another guy just like him. See, I think well, this is only his. You might second, not even see out his contract. Here, here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. This is his second season. At the beginning of last year, the reason you're saying that is because early in the season he looked lost, and then he got more playing time in the second half of the season and played quite well in those last handful of games, and so that's why I expected him to continue to progress, 
And given that we have injuries and we don't have a ton of depth in the secondary right now, I expected him to be out there and, you know, kind of continuing that, that progression that I saw in the latter half of, of the season last year. And it just, I, just I will, happened. I will give you that. I expected to see more of Sheldrick Redwine on the field. Yeah. I, um, We've seen I wonder zero. how much of that is that might've been the plan. And then Ronnie Harrison shows up. And so now they're in practice. They're working Ronnie Harrison in and trying to, I don't, yeah, I wonder how how that disrupts that plan in that room a little bit. Um, Ronnie Harrison has not been getting a ton of snaps at safety. He worked in for a for a series, gave up a touchdown because he was late um, shifting over the top. But it'll be interesting. I'm I'm not offended that Sheldrick Redwine's not seeing the field. Just in a position where we don't have any depth, it's surprising that we're not rotating yeah i just think i i would have expected him to get a few looks like here and there getting a chance to make a play out there and that that just hasn't been the case yet um all right it's well been terrible in special teams coverage as has everybody i will go back and harp on that just keep beating that drum we got to be negative somehow it's because tavier thomas is using all his energy on defense Everything. And Kaderil Hodge. And Kaderil Hodge yeah. is getting those third our, wide receiver rips. All our good good special teamers are are struggling because they're exhausted. All right. Well, let's look ahead to this Washington game. Um, what do you guys expect to see? Um, where are our positive matchups? Where are our negative matchups? I mean, this Washington football team, no one expected to be good leading into this season, and. Last week, they largely proved that. I mean, they had a great comeback win in the first week. Mm -hmm. Like, they've got a solid coach, I feel like, in Ron Rivera. I think they're going to be prepared. But they don't have a whole lot of talent. Like, it's Mm -hmm. hard to look at their roster and feel, like, really good or concerned or scared about anything other than that defensive line. Like, that defensive line is pretty intimidating. Defensive line's legit. Um, might be the best in the league, top to bottom. I mean, they've got they've got six guys on that defensive line that are very, very good players. Yep. Got pass rushers, three top-notch pass rushers, young, except for Ryan Kerrigan, but he's still really, really good. Yep. Um, but that matches up against, a, uh, I mean, maybe not a strength of our team, but it's not – it's not first a vulnerability. Games, it's it's been arguably a strength of our team. Like the offensive line has been. It's hard to say that, like with only two games in, yeah. like and with how weak it's been in recent years. But like so far, the offensive line has been a strength of the team. It'll be a really good test to see like how solidified that group is. Like I'm, I'm kind of intrigued to see it, and I hope Conklin will be back. Was he practicing today? Was he, he practiced even? today? Yeah. Okay. So he, he apparent. I mean, he dressed. He dressed for the game. He was like giving it a go pregame, and the coaches decided. I don't, I don't know if this was exclusively the coach's decision. There was a decision made to to not have him go, but he stayed dressed. He was ready for like emergency action. And then good old Chris Hubbard played his ass off. All Chris Hubbard needed was a little coaching. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, because he was good. Think about it. He was he good was, in Pittsburgh under Mun- Munchak. Munchak, and then and then he, he comes over here and he's trash. Yeah, and then he finally gets another good offensive line coach, and look at him shining again. It was Bob Wiley. Bob Wiley just wasn't getting it done. 
Bob yeah. Wiley doesn't pass the eyeball test either. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't hold yourself together, how can you be expected to hold an offensive line together? Yeah, you feel like to be an offensive line coach, you have to at least be able to like demonstrate the stance. <laughs> <laughs> or just be extremely eloquent. Yeah. That's hilarious. Very vivid in your paint a picture with yes. your words. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. That's hilarious. Um, well, I, I think looking ahead to this Washington game, I mean, they exactly like you're saying, Michael, they don't have any talent on the offense, really. Like there's there's nothing that's really impresses. I don't think they're built to be able to come back. If we can get a little bit ahead and then we can just and ride they, the train. They've needed to come back the last two weeks. They've gone down like seventeen nothing, I think both weeks. Mm-hmm. Back to back, and that's tough. Um, Their defense is good, so they're built defensively to be able to stop. But, but that's a that's a tough spot to be in, and they haven't played a team that can run the football like we can. Like, I feel like the the story of this season is going to be if you get down two scores to this Browns team, you're basically toast. Um, I think that Dwayne Haskins is one of the weaker quarterbacks in the NFL right now. He's got and the it, lowest quarterback rating in the league. And it seems Don't like from stretch. from the bits and pieces that I've seen of this Washington team so far this year, it seems like they're trying to protect him and not put him in like position to fail. To be to be fair to Dwayne Haskins, he has not thrown an interception yet this season. Um I, I don't think there's been a lot of risks taken. Um, but that's not a formula for winning in the NFL regularly. Yeah, and I just think that that's very opposite of what we saw from Joe Burrow. Yeah. He's not like going to be able to take advantage of our weakness on defense. Yeah, the Bengals yeah. are lining up multiple wide receivers and spreading it out and giving Joe Burrow the keys and yeah. saying, all right, make make the right decisions when pressure comes in your face. They're, the Washington football team is trying to avoid that situation with Dwayne Haskins. They, they don't even have that many wide receivers on their roster, I don't think. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I mean, once Terry you get McLaurin. past Terry McLaurin, it's 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 Dontrell Inman. It's some guy named Sims. Steven Sims. Steven Sims. Steven's his name. Great. Yep. Um, I don't know. Michael who knows because of all his best ball drafts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the fourth and fifth guys are. Logan Thomas is their top tight end. and. So it, it's definitely a game that the Browns need to win. Like, if we want to have put together any sort of season, like this is a game we got to win. It's in Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken. Does it matter? I mean, it should. Like, well, the Browns actually get to have some fans. Like, I think it kind of does matter. And they were kind of they were kind of loud. I mean, you, you can, can hear, hear them through the broadcast, and I wonder how much they're like altering that because you never really know. Like, Turning up the volume a yeah, little bit, but, but like. I am, it seemed like it was. There seemed to be like a, a little yeah. bit of an atmosphere. No, I think it matters yeah. a little bit. Like when there's fans. When there's no fans, I don't know that it matters. I mean, there, there were 6,000 people there. 6,000 is not a small number of people. Like, no, and like if you, you got spread out evenly like yeah. throughout the state, I mean, anyways, they were revved up enough to have a fight in the stands. So, I mean, they were they were – they were doing something. What was that tweet? It was like, fight right in front of me felt largely normal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, I just think the Browns need to go and take care of business. And, like, I think if you get another W under your belt this week, like, you feel pretty good. Like, you're going to know what your strengths and your weaknesses are. And we're, like, hopefully going to have something to build off of uh, heading into a really difficult matchup in Dallas against the Cowboys. Absolutely. And that 
the strength of this entire team is that D line, as you said, and we're in a position to neutralize it just by by running right at them, running the football. I mean, they're they're a tremendous D line in a lot of aspects, but definitely pass rush is the 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 specialty, the advantage. You you if you're able to line up, blow them off the ball, run right at them, especially then you start working in play action passing, you you start making them second guess. They can't just tee off on you. Like you, you turn that advantage away I mean, from them yeah. towards you. And and we weren't like pushing the Bengals like off the line of scrimmage. I mean, you even saw on the goal line, like we weren't like exploding their defensive line and pushing them back. But all we needed to create was these small little windows for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt to get to the second level, and then the rest was history. Absolutely. And I feel like we're going to be able to do that against a defensive line like this i how this is just a this is an aside <laughs> how good do you think the cardinals are because they, they beat the, they beat the the reds or washington football team 30 yeah. to 15 and they beat the eagles the week before like the same score as no like the the cardinals beat the 49ers oh they beat the 49ers which, okay, well, which still, is even more impressive. Even, yeah, yeah. Even, even still. Yeah, it was Washington um, that played. Yeah, the Washington Philadelphia beat the Eagles. Um, like, how good are they going to be? I think the Cardinals are really good because they can score against anybody. I'm, I'm, I don't think their defense. That is defense all that good. isn't very good. Okay, but who's gonna, who's gonna win that division? The Seahawks. What? Yeah. Second? Well, maybe the forty. 49ers, so I think I think the, the 49ers the are going to finish last in that division. Actually, now with all the injuries, 49ers are going to have a season that, just like two years ago. That D line is was a strength, and they lost Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas. They lost to Forrest Buckner in the offseason. Like that does not have D Ford is in and out of the lineup and is like their pass rush guy. He's not a guy you want to rely on every single down. I think they're going to be in trouble. The Rams are looking better. The Cardinals are good. The Rams could win that division. The Rams could win that division. I don't think they're nearly as good as the Seahawks, but they could. Um, But I think the 49ers are going to finish last, and they're going to get a really good player. And then they're just going to be freaking loaded. I feel like it's such a weird season. Maybe they should draft a quarterback. Maybe they should go real bad and get, like, Justin Fields. It's not the worst idea. Especially with their cap situation. That's what I would do. Just sit everybody down. Do you think that's the best division? I still think it is. I think the... No, our division is the best division. I think that there's a case to be made. It, it might be true now Now, if the 49ers aren't very good. Uh, but before, when the 49ers were I think the, the like Super Bowl team 49ers, I think they're the best division. But I think the Bengals are really dragging us down. You can't be the best division. I still have my questions. I still have my questions about the Steelers. But nobody I shows see... up to play the Bengals and is like, I'm going to dominate this team. The I Bengals think... are a scary bad team. Yeah. Like, because they can put up points, because they, they could do a lot of things. It's not like you're playing the, like, showing up to play the Jets right now. But the Bengals are clearly the worst team out of all eight of those teams, right? Like, the yes. Bengals is the team you probably most want to play. Unless and, we're the team you must want to play. No, <laughs> like, I, don't, and I don't think. I think we're the, we're not going to admit that. I think we're the second to worst. If you look at all of those teams, and you I ask think the it might be the Cardinals because that defense is trash. And I don't think you can say our defense is I, trash. I don't think. 
not trash, but if you ask a random fan and that you pull the entire NFL and you ask between those eight teams who are the two teams you most want to play, people are going to say the Bengals, and then I think they're going to say the Browns. Like right now, right after what the Cardinals did in the first two weeks. Well, and I have my questions about the Steelers. Because I mean, I mean, the Steelers the have, have not looked dominant. Yeah. Week three, yes. Steelers have not looked dominant. Who but They played I, the Giants. The Giants are terrible. But I and, think the Broncos are a really good team. But they just lost Drew Locke and Cortland Sutton. And they Was Drew Locke out, out that Miller. entire game? Did yeah, he, he went out like the first quarter. Yeah. And uh, what, Driscoll played that whole game? Driscoll played most of the game. Good old Jeff. Hmm. Which we know how that goes. We've seen the, the Jeff Driscoll come in for an injury situation. Um I want to see the Steelers play somebody who we know is good and see what happens. Because they, they have not done that yet. Also, this Ravens-Chiefs game is going to be fun. Is that this Monday, week? Week three? Yeah. Monday night. Steelers, this time next week? Steelers play the Eagles yep. week three. No, Eagles play the Bengals this week. Steelers play somebody else. Oh, uh, the Texans. That's going to be a good – I mean, I don't know if the Texans are good or not, but the Texans are the best team that the Steelers have played thus far. Mm. Texans are better the than the Broncos. I think the Broncos are better than the Texans. Dude, the Texans I think are they're not. pretty much on the same same tier. I don't know. that I'm not ready to say that the Texans are definitively better than the Broncos. Okay, before we before we go to our picks – how many of the teams in the AFC are already out of the playoff race? I, d- I did this. I did this earlier today. None. No. Who who can we already like mark off? I mean, like the like, Jets are like the, the only team that I would like say like aren't going to make the playoffs. Like I think the Broncos are already out. No. No. That that team is decimated. They first of all, Drew Locke was their quarterback, and now I mean, he's out three to five weeks. I mean, Corbin Sutton's out. He tore his ACL. I don't think it's likely. I hear what you're saying, but I'm not going to say that they're out. Dolphins aren't making the playoffs, right? The Bengals aren't making the playoffs, right? Well, I mean, but these are people that you could say are out like week zero. Like, but, now, but, now they're, but now they're already 0-2. So, like, it's now you... But, like, are you going to say the Jags are out? Like, probably, and they're not 0-2. So but the, you would have said that two weeks ago the as Jags, well. The Jags are 1-1. I, I, I think the Jags are, are not going to make the playoffs. I, I've marked, I have them marked off on my list. <laughs> I mean, the Jets but, are the only team I feel like comfortable saying are definitely out of the But, playoffs. like, the Houston Texans, 0-2 now at this point. But they've played the Chiefs, and they've played the Ravens. It's brutal. Like, it's hard to say that they're out. They've just played, like, probably the two hardest freaking games. Now they got to play the Steelers play. in Week 3. That is just rough. Like, they very reasonably could go 0-3 and be one of the top seven teams in the AFC. It's really hard to make the playoffs going on. It is. You gotta. You gotta be good. The rest of the way. And I'm, the Texans aren't that good. Like you gotta be nine and seven. So if you start zero and three, you've got to go nine and four the rest of the way. Yeah, the Texans aren't that good. They still got to play the Titans twice and the Colts twice and well, the Jags twice. But we, we texted about this. I mean, I, I feel like the I feel like a lot of the playoff picture in the AFC is like starting to to come together. You you feel like the think it's so premature to see you feel like the ravens and the steelers are gonna gonna both be good and both be there to make the playoffs so that's that's a division winner if we don't 
if we're not competitive there, and then one wild card team. The Buffalo looks good. They haven't played anybody though, so we'll see what Buffalo is when they start playing a real team. That's I why feel like, like you can't. The say Pats are going to be there. I feel yeah. It does seem like the Pats are going to be there. Yeah. So that's two wild card teams taken. There's one one left to fight for. I think that we can more adequately have this conversation next week and we should and then we will even more adequately be able to have it the following week (laughs) just keep doing Um, that i don't really want to talk about the playoff picture (laughs) until after our bye week if i'm being perfectly honest like there's so many things that can happen like like major injuries and things like that lamar jackson or ben roethlisberger go down and it's a completely different story like you're we're penciling in like teams at the top too oh for that sure like so easily could you know just completely tank if a, a major injury strikes and so there's just too many too many variables to worry about i am glad we have a seventh team in the playoffs this year that i feel much more i feel like it the playoffs feel, are it so much more pretty, achievable it would, yes it would feel very daunting we would have made it in 2007 we would have but no other year. Still holding on. To, st- <laughs> still, we're still holding on to that 2007 season. Ten and six. When we were ten and six. But well, that was I, that, well, that's what's happened. What, that's what happened like three times in the history of the NFL. Oh, two. Yeah, no, it's ludicrous. Like, I feel like that's a reasonable thing to oh, hold on to forever. I'm never gonna forget it. It's Derek Anderson was my hero. It's just sad that that was the latest. Like, well, dude, I legitimately. For us. I legitimately don't remember the Browns in the playoffs ever. Oh, I distinctly remember. Yeah, because you were nine. I was nine. 2002 <laughs> game. So, like, I have zero memories of that, and I want to enjoy that. I remember where we were when we watched it. I remember watching Dennis Northcutt drop that pass that went, like, right through his freaking hands that would have secured the game for us. This is very sad. Bummer. Um, all right, well, let's go to the lines. All right, let's hit up the line. So here's the update on the lines. Um, Matthew, the defending champion, is bringing up the rear. He's two and three after these were super close this past week. The Bagels and the Browns game was decided by five points, and the line was five and a half. I'm the only one that was negative on the Browns, and so I actually won that one with the backdoor cover from the Bengals. I feel it's like ridiculous. That, Matt... that like garbage time touchdown. Also happens all the time oh, I know. when you're betting games. I it's feel crazy. like I was more right about the logos of the game (laughs) well um i won (laughs) and then the new england and seattle game which we all picked seattle the line was four and a half and that was a five point game too but it came down to the literally the last play of the game if cam newton punches that sucker in close as it gets and we all lose so anyways i won them both you guys both split um this week which brings matthew to two and three mark at three and two and me at four and one so um, still early, lots of movement can happen um, between now and the end of the season. But we do have three games to talk about this week because the Browns are not in a primetime matchup. And so the first one is a Thursday night matchup that's probably going to get just as much ire and grief as the Browns and Bengals did last week. And it is the Miami Dolphins heading to upstate to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Jaguars are favored by three points in this game. Um, I'll just go ahead and leave this one off. Um, my pick for this game, I'm riding Minshew all the way. It's in Jack. It's in Jacksonville. They've been more than competent. I think we all think that they are 
um, the doormat of the NFL because that's what we all assumed going into the league into the season. But they have been super good. Like they took the Titans to the brink this past week. They like shocked everybody in one in week one. I'm I'm gonna ride the the Minshew train and and pick the Jags to cover those three points. Yep. For the exact same reasons that you just described. They lost by three points to the Titans. They beat the Colts, who everyone was picked to win that division at the beginning of the year. Uh, I've been largely surprised, and I'm going to go with the Jags by four points. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I want to pick the Dolphins. Um, Dolphins have played the Patriots and the Bills, who might be two of the best teams in the AFC. Um, we didn't know, and both have really good defense. He's just ready to, like, just – crown people right now he thinks no. two games and we got it figured out i mean no the bills the bills have been good the last two seasons the patriots are the patriots they they had a dominant defense last year and they're doing ball control ground and pound unless they play seattle and when you when you, out. Like, when you I say don't, two of the best what are the best is it like a, a pool of four is it just those two i think they could be two of the top five teams in the afc okay um and that's who we've seen the Dolphins play thus far. I think that's been a, a real tough schedule. Um, I, I don't think we've seen the best of the Dolphins. I'll, I'll take them plus points all the time. All right. Against the Jags. I'm happy to see you dig yourself into a deeper hole. That will be fun. Or um, come out on top. Uh, that's no risk it, no biscuit. For. That's right. So the Sunday night game is Green Bay heading to New Orleans. And this line has moved a lot. Um I think it opened at New Orleans minus seven and it's down to New Orleans minus three and a half, probably largely because of the Michael Thomas injury, I would imagine. But the Packers have also been playing really well. Packers have been playing well as, as well. And for that reason, I have picked the Packers in this particular game. Um, You're not allowed to pick first every time. you got to seem soft at least once by going well, along with us. I, I mean, I, I, I picked them ahead of time and I – feel pretty confident but it's, it's not about what you actually do it's all about the perception yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right matthew which one do you have in this game um i've got the packers here i mean i i think that <sighs> these teams are, are largely equal right now the packers are playing really really well saints are a little banged up on offense without mike thomas um we'll see what drew Brees. i mean this this game against the raiders is way closer than than i think we probably would have expected so i'm gonna take the the packers with the points and that brings us to mark the side makes me think that he was definitely planning on picking the packers i was and i'm still going to all right clean sweep green bay packers and aaron Rodgers. we trust it's, it's hard not to take those points like that just opens up so many possibilities and the final matchup cleveland browns we've been talking about it we like the way we match up against the Redskins, not the Redskins, the football team in Washington. Um, I'll go to you, Mark. Um, I'm going to pick the Browns. Oh, sorry. The line on this game is the seven. Browns by seven. Yeah. Seven points. A whole touchdown. And you're picking and the Browns I'm to cover. I'm going to pick the Browns to win by more than a touchdown. Okay. I am. Woo. Matthew. That's really tempting, too. If, if our secondary comes back, which I'm assuming that at least one of Greedy and Kevin Johnson play, mm -hmm. uh, maybe both. At least, yeah. I, I think the Browns can win by seven. So you're picking the Browns? More than I'm seven. taking the Browns. Yeah. All right. I'm picking the Reds, the football team. Gosh, you're such a racist. 
<laughs> I am picking Washington. I mean, it's kind of, it's just, it's really, it has nothing to do with the offense and everything to do with the defense. And we haven't been able to really stop anybody all season. And until I start to see that tide turn, I'm going to continue to assume. And it's a seven point line. Like that's a really big, big line. And so I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and I definitely think the Browns are going to win, but I, I think that the Browns won't necessarily cover those seven points. So I'm going to pick Washington on this one. I would be disappointed in that result unless it's like a garbage time, late minute backdoor cover like Just it was this week. Very easy to have happen. Happens all the time. All the time. Let so, it be known that you do not believe in the Cleveland Browns. No, I fully believe in the Cleveland Browns. I'm quite confident they're going to This is the win. second time in two weeks you've picked against them. Yeah, let's just. I was correct last time. Well, let it just be known that you are pulling for the other team two out of three times so far in this podcast. That's fair enough. I'm also beating you in this particular contest, so that's uh, should also be known. All right. Well, that is a statement of fact, and it is true. We will see what happens this upcoming week. So thanks so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate you. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Center of Our Fathers um, and send us an email, centerofourfathers at gmail.com. If you have something you want us to talk about on the show, we'd love to hear from you. Um, we appreciate each and every one of you. Have a great night, and go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns.